Hola amiga, welcome to the Amiga Arise podcast. I'm Priscilla Gomez, your host and hopefully an amiga for a journey of learning, growing, and thriving. I'm a licensed clinical therapist with a trauma history of my own, but I was transformed by the call that God has placed on my life. And I'm here to share how the clinical world taught me how to begin my healing process, but ultimately only God was able to heal the darkest areas of my past. Amiga, I know you are smart, driven, successful, and ambitious, but yet there seems to be something missing. You might be wondering why peace and joy are lacking in your life. Amiga, welcome. I can bet you have walked through some dark paths yourself, and maybe you're wondering if God is even real or why suffering exists or what your true purpose is here on earth. Amiga, I hear you. But if you're ready to take a deeper look, find freedom, and step into flourishing God's way, I'm here to lend a helping hand as you step into your healing and your faith-filled life. So open up that journal, pop in those AirPods, and take a deep breath. We're about to embark on a beautiful journey of arising to your true self. Hola amiga, welcome to today's episode. I hope you are enjoying your December month this far and just recognize that we are 12 days away from Christmas. I cannot believe it. <laughs> I have been talking about this month and how fast it flies by um, since September. I just feel like the season starts then and before we know it, we're into the new year. So today I wanted to discuss and talk about the topic of the reason for the season. Why do we even celebrate Christmas? What are some things that you can be doing to just remain calm, collected, present in these moments? There's 12 days away and there always is this high expectation of events, activities, things to do. But amiga, if I'm being honest, I just realized that this is the first year where the Christmas season is feeling a little more normal, quote unquote, since the pandemic. I know I've mentioned and alluded to this before, but these last two Christmases have been far more um, low-key. Last year, I think things began to look a little bit more normal, but I am just reflecting and recalling on what these last two years have looked like and what Christmas is looking like this year. And I just thought it'd be so important for us to talk about the real reason of this holiday and why we gather and why we celebrate the birth of Jesus. For those of you who <laughs> may not be believers and didn't know, Christmas is the recognition of the birth of Jesus Christ and just a celebration of who he is and what he came down to earth to do as the Messiah, the Christ, and just the savior of this world. Now, I know that Christmas as a holiday now um, is becoming more and more of a like culturally accepted holiday, if, if I'm saying that correctly. I, a lot of people of different religious backgrounds have adopted the uh, Christmas spirit, so to speak, in terms of putting up a Christmas tree and giving gifts and gathering and having dinner, even if they don't believe in Jesus or don't believe that he is the savior and Messiah of 
of our world. So no shame in that, friends. I feel like there's something special to be said that Jesus is so special in our world, whether or not you believe in him, that he has made his way into pop culture, right? As as he would, as he did in his time, as he is currently doing now. Um, there's something special about that. And so I digress a little bit, but I felt the need to share this information or this nugget because as believers, if you are a believer, I think we can often be asked by non-believers, like, why do you really celebrate Christmas? And where did this tradition come from? And would Jesus even approve of this kind of celebration, et cetera, et cetera. I think that the questions can be endless, but I think that it's a great place to start a conversation with someone who may not fully believe or understand what our faith background really means and what the celebration means. And so, friend, I did a little background history uh, <laughs> reading, as I often do, and because I am curious, and it was something that I wanted to read up on and have a little bit more information for you. But please do some research on your own, and I will you know, post the link to the article that I'm referring to here about the meaning of Christmas and where it came from. And it's uh, an article by um, the History Channel. In this article, they discuss how the date of birth of Jesus was kind of picked. And now historians allude to the fact that it was most likely that he wasn't born in December because of the cold winter. And um, when the shepherds saw the light and all that good stuff. But for the purpose of just dating that as Christians, we do celebrate Christmas because of the birth of Jesus. One interesting fact that I found is how Christian culture in like 400 AD, so after his death and resurrection, um, a pope adopted this date because it's believed that it was closely related to the winter festival solace celebration in European countries, which were you know, pagan holidays, but that being closely associated to that, to those pagan holidays now was geared and st structured around the birth of Jesus. So it could really be reframed, so to speak, for Christians at that time. And so there's been this back and forth um, belief on whether or not Christians should celebrate Christmas because it was an adoption of uh, the pagan's holidays um and it was even canceled at one point in time which i think is just an interesting fact right cancel culture has existed long before we labeled it cancel culture but anyways i digress what i am referring to here is that even within the christian community especially 400 a.d there was some speculation as to whether or not to celebrate it because of becoming really becoming nitpicky about how we engage in our celebration with and of Jesus Christ. I just think that this is an important note to take that as believers, there are oftentimes opportunities for us to adopt the culture around us or we adopt to the culture, but that doesn't mean that we have to water down our own belief system, right? Christmas really is a representation and a reminder of who Jesus was and who he continues to be. And by us sharing 
and expressing our joy of who he is, we get to bring more joy and more peace to those around us. This might have sounded like a little bit of a rant, but I hope not. I hope that you can take something from that story and remember that as believers, we get to engage with the culture around us. We can be in this world, but not of this world, right? I That's something that's said a lot in our Christian community. And, um, and we're reminded that we are commissioned, so to speak, to go out into the nations, go out into the communities and be authentic, authentically yourself, but bring in the peace and joy that God has already imparted onto you and be that representation in this season, especially in this season, because Christians can be looked at like under a microscope, so to speak, from a non-believer. And not that we have to live our life because we're under inspection by a non-believer, but that to hold true to the value of who Jesus is, we should be a good representation of who he is. And now, of course, we're all going to fall short and we're not going to be able to hold to the standard of Jesus. None of us are him, none of us will be him, but that we could be a good and fellow representation of who he is. So I want to speak about those 12 ways that you can stay present in this season and how you can create moments for yourself and grounding and appreciation and refocus on what's really important during this season. So this is how we stay calm, cool, collected is when we're reminded of why we're even in this season and why we choose to celebrate the season regardless of our external circumstances. Friend, I know that so many of us can be affected and triggered by those around us, by this season, by reminders. I am not saying that you should just forget, ignore, and wash away any memory of, of these things. I understand the heartache and the pain that can live and reside within us and especially during these heightened celebrated times but I want to go ahead and give you some tools and some resources and some things that you can lean on to process through prepare for and stay connected with in this season so number one Write down the reason for this season for you. What, why do you celebrate Christmas? What does Christmas mean to you? And I would encourage you, friend, to write this down and make a list. Write all the things of why it's important to you and what it means to you. Read through this list. Make it a mantra, so to speak, for you. And as you move through your last 12 days of preparation for Christmas, think on these things, meditate on these things, so to speak, and let it be a reminder as you walk through. And then second, I would say prioritize your time. Make sure you are setting schedules and routines during these 12 days. I know how exciting re-engaging with the world and the events and the activities and the celebrations, they are so much fun. 
But I think if there's anything we learned in the last two years, now close to three, coming up on on the anniversary of the um, COVID pandemic, would say how important it is to have your alone time, your downtime, your recharge time. So friend, make it a priority to set a schedule that fits your needs with your morning routines, your night routines, exercise, and eating as healthy as possible. I know there's going to be a lot more cheat dates cheat days in your diet, but staying true to the nutrition that you need for mind, body, and soul. On And on that same note, I would say limit your screen time, social media. If those are triggers, make sure you're setting limits. <laughs> prioritize your time. Number one, remember the reason for the season. Number two, prioritize your time. Number three, set a budget. If budgeting is a area that you are concerned with, I mean, I think we should all be budgeting appropriately, but if money is tight, then set a budget. What is it that you want to spend? Who do you want to spend it on? Consider making a list of what what is an appropriate number, who are you spending it on, etc., etc. Consider also consider extra outings, right? You're going out to dinner a little bit more often, you're hanging out with people. Just make sure you're including all that into your budget. Remember, your reason for the season. So if money is tight, then maybe gift giving isn't the reason for the season at this point in time, and that's okay. So anyways, just wanted to throw that out there. So number four, I would recommend taking inventory of your feelings. Friend, as you're going through these last 12 days in preparation for Christmas, just take some time to reflect on what you're feeling how you're feeling and maybe start setting a routine for a journaling experience of my 12 days of holiday feelings right whatever just make it a a routine to check in with yourself and assess how you're feeling and maybe reassess your recharge time if you're feeling drained at the end of the week at the end of the day hmm I wonder if I need to set more time aside for me to decompress from all the events. Do I need to spend a whole evening alone? Do I need to make sure I get my adequate 8 to 10 hours of sleep? Whatever that might be for you. And five, remember to breathe. Breathe through the tough times, through the hard times, through the triggering times. We are gathering more often, so there's going to be more opportunity to trigger one another. But just remember, breathe. I would refer you back to episodes 20 and 21 on my podcast, talking about grounding exercises and breathing exercises that will support your ability to have a wider threshold, so to speak, for those around you. To Your capacity to hold stress will be expanded when you are engaging in these grounding breathing exercises. So number five, breathe through the tough times. Number six, set boundaries. Learn how to say no if you haven't learned already. Say no to the things that are outside of your budget, outside of your time capacity, outside of your ability to engage in a healthy, energetic way, right? And I don't mean like you have to be up and down, like bouncing off the walls and jumping up and down. I mean, energy in terms of like, can you 
fully mentally and physically be there present. If you're like, I am tapped out, say no. And even if you committed to saying yes in the day of, you can no longer see how your capacity will be met at that event, you can still say no. So just say no to the things that you know are not within your capacity. Also, monitor who you're saying no and yes to, right? There might be some people you may need to say no to more frequently and or not see during this time just because of that lack of capacity to hold for someone else. Again, this would be another time where I would just throw out, set a limit on that social media. If people on your feed are triggering, well, one, I would say probably don't follow them anymore or mute them. But if you must stay on social media or you must still have these people, absolutely monitor your social media, set boundaries for yourself. Number seven, give back and get involved. I know this sounds counterintuitive of, uh, from all the other pointers I've been giving you in terms of this season of like setting, uh, you know, setting some boundaries, sitting back, saying no, you know, rest time, et cetera, et cetera. All of those absolutely are important. But giving back and getting involved, friends, mean, in a meaningful way is actually so helpful and productive to our own well-being. And I've mentioned this in other episodes, but we do get gratification from pouring out into someone else's life. Now, if you are in a place where you have nothing else to give, this is probably not for you. You need to set a limit and step back. Absolutely take that time. But friend, when you are plugged in into a mission and a value For me, I find that in my church home, but it could be anywhere. It could be in organizations. It can be in events where there's just this call. It it grabs your attention. You're like, I want to give into that. When you are in that lane and you begin to experience what it feels like to give hope and grace to someone else, it does something to us biologically and neurologically. That's not a word. (laughs) Biologically and in our brain systems to understand that there is so much more that is happening when we give from a place of true desire to give to others. And it reminds us that not to compare ourselves to others, but there's always someone who has less than we do. There is always someone struggling with things we once struggled with. There's always someone who can use a helping hand. And although I don't think this is exclusively for this season, and I believe this is something to be lived by and lived through, especially as Christians, but in this season, if you're really struggling to get out of the, oh man, I I just... um. I don't know how I feel, these times are tough, and you know, you may cycle into isolation and um, maybe depressive cycles. Amiga, this is the time where find a cause, find an organization, find a home church if you're not plugged in, and get into some way, shape, or form in helping and volunteering because you will find other people just like you, And two, you will bring joy and light into someone else's world that you had no idea can bring you so much more joy and light into your world. We are 
we are contagious human beings. And so when we feel an emotion, someone else can feel that emotion. When someone else is feeling an emotion, we can feel that too. Some people call that being empathic. But friend, if we're being honest, it's just we feel one another. And so when someone else feels felt in a moment of their despair and loneliness, and you get to meet that need for them for in some capacity, there's an exchange of human interaction. There's an exchange of human connection that reminds us of why we're here on this earth to live with and enjoy relationship and connection with. And number eight, friend, if you're really struggling, and this has all been a little too hard to listen to, I would say ask for help. I've mentioned this before. Seek therapy, seek counsel, or you know, surround yourself with friends who understand your story and who encourage you and love on you and speak life over you. And if you know, we go back to number seven, when giving back and, and getting involved, we know that we all need a helping hand at some time. There's absolutely no shame. And so if you need help, just make sure you're asking and talking to someone about that. Number nine, this might be a time of reflecting on your goals and you might be a little hard on yourself as to what you did or didn't accomplish for your 2023 goals and achievement. But friend, extend some grace. That's number 10. Make sure that you are looking at what you expected with grace. Journal reflect on what went well this year what could have gone better what are some things you want to continue on to the next year you still have time right i'm not saying that we can just postpone everything and never work on anything and you know next year next year next year no what i'm saying is just be gracious with yourself and see what's one thing you can do or change so number nine is be reflective on this year and and dream up what you want next year to be. But number 10 is to extend some grace for yourself. And I would also refer back to episode 16 of mine, talk all about grace and the grace of God versus the grace that we can give ourselves. And so I wanted to read out the verse from John chapter 1 verses 16 and 17. And it kind of brings full circle this episode, so to speak as well for me in terms of John is talking about how Jesus Christ came down to fulfill the word and the scriptures and he states for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace for the law was given through Moses grace and truth came through Jesus Christ so I hope that that is encouraging friend to remind you on the promises and fulfillment of Jesus and that you don't have to have it all down perfect and exact, that you're exactly where you need to be, and that there is grace and favor for you in your walk. And number 11, remember to stay in gratitude. Episode 20 of my in my podcast talks about staying in gratitude and how that grounds you as you move through your day. So in 12 days from now to Christmas, remember why you're celebrating the season and extend extra gratitude for the days that you are experiencing and enjoying and living through regardless of the circumstances outside of of your control and lastly friend number 12 last but not least i would say pray pray every day fierce fiercefully and fearfully in the joy 
of our Lord and our Savior and what he has come down to do and has done and continues to do. Life without prayer is so much harder, friend. And if you're not in custom of a daily prayer life, um, I would just say, just begin a conversation. It doesn't have to be this holy conversation, holy, you know, sacred dialogue. It's literally a conversation with God. So just begin talking to him, asking for clarity and guidance if you're struggling and praise him for all that he has done up until this point and how he continues to just show himself to you and what he's doing in your life. So friend, I know this episode is a little longer than some of my others, but getting through 12 ways to stay present in the season did take a little longer. And also wanted to give you a little bit of that historical background. Again, I'm no historian. I don't know all the details. And like I said, I did a brief read and recap of one article I read. I'm sure there are many others. So be sure to do your own research and look it up. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. As always, loved hanging out with you all. Hasta luego. Amiga, that's a wrap for today. I pray this episode has blessed you in some way, brought you some clarity, or inspired you to take your next step in faith and healing. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, I would love to hear about it. And the best way to thank me is by leaving me a review and a comment on Apple Podcasts. You can also screenshot this episode and post me and tag me at Amiga Arise. I would love to connect with you and be on this journey with you. You can also join my Facebook group and meet other women on the same journey. So until next time, I'll be praying with you, Amiga. Arise and shine daily. And may we pray, move, and grow together. God bless.